great presence of the Lord is here. And we're thankful for that. I'm always grateful when the Lord's presence is here. You know when it is and you know when it isn't. And he is definitely with us today, I believe, for a very special purpose. I will not hold you long, but I do want to talk to you about actually what we've already been singing about. Uh, I don't know that I can add to what's already been said in song, but everything that I'm going to say has already been said. But perhaps God will help you to have ears to hear, to receive uh, understanding, and to know why He has come into our presence today. Mark chapter 9. Mark the ninth chapter. I'm going to begin reading with verse number 14, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. And it said, Now when they came down the mountain to the other nine disciples, they noticed a large crowd of people gathered around them with the religious scholars arguing with them. The crowd was astonished to see Jesus himself walking toward them. So they immediately ran to welcome him. What are you arguing about with the religious scholars? He asked them. And a man spoke up out of the crowd and said, Teacher, I have a son possessed by a demon that makes him mute. I brought him here to you, Jesus. Whenever the demons take control of him, it knocks him down and he foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth and his body becomes stiff as a board. I brought him to your disciples, hoping they could deliver him, but they were not able to do it. Jesus said to the crowd, why are you such a faithless people? How much longer must I remain with you and put up with your unbelief? Now bring the boy to me. So they brought him to Jesus. And as soon as the demon saw him, it threw the boy into convulsions. And he fell to the ground, rolling around and foaming at the mouth. And Jesus turned to the father and asked, How long has your son been tormented like this? And the father replied, since childhood, it tries over and over to kill him by throwing him into fire or into the water. I want you to underscore that in your Bibles. It tries to. That's not my message today, but it tries to. Don't be hoodwinked into believing what the devil may be trying to whisper in your ear today. Amen. He can't do anything unless the Lord allows him. But he said, but please, if you're able to do anything, now listen to who he's talking to. Jesus. This man is talking to Jesus. He said, if You're able to do anything, something, have compassion on us and help us. And I love verse 24, Jesus' response. And he said to him, what do you mean if? 
what do you mean if? If you are able to believe, all things are possible to the one who believes. All things are possible to the believer. Praise God. I want to talk to you for a few moments about getting a new perspective on your old problem. Amen. Getting a new perspective concerning your problems. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. God bless you. You can be seated. There is no subject in the Bible that is more troubling to us at times than the subject of faith. Many of us are tormented by a fear that we do not have sufficient faith, that we do not have enough faith. We understand that faith is the currency of heaven. It is the monetary system by which God operates. Hebrews 11 and 6 says that without faith it is impossible to please God. For you must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. Faith is the medium through which we access all of the power and the blessings and the mercy and the favor and the goodness of God. And yet it is the area of our life where we are most often intimidated and made to question the sufficiency of our faith. In Luke chapter 17, the disciples asked the Lord a question. And the question was, Lord, teach us how to increase our faith. They felt their own inadequacy. They felt their own deficiency. And so Jesus gives them an answer that doesn't seem to go along with their question. They said, Lord, increase our faith. And he begins to talk to them about a mustard seed. And how tiny that mustard seed is, we're all aware of that. And so many Sermons and messages have been preached about mustard seed faith. And I'm not here to knock that this morning, but I am here to try and help you get a new perspective of what he was actually trying to say to these men. He was not wanting them to fixate on a seed. He was wanting them to understand a principle. And the principle is that it doesn't matter how small it may be. When your faith is directed toward God, it's going to do something. It's going to accomplish something. That no matter how weak it may seem, no matter how inadequate it is, your faith, the fact that it is in Him is what is sufficient for the moment. Not the amount of it, not how much of it you have, not how large it is. But he said, I want to take the smallest of seed and tell you that if you have just that kind of faith, 
That's all I need to operate with. You know, I've got a trailer. Most of you are aware of that. About 1,800 pounds worth of, uh, of, of weight plus whatever we put in it. My, my truck weighs about 2,000 pounds or whatever. I don't know exactly. But, you know, you get those two things rolling down the highway at 55, 60 miles an hour. There's a lot of force behind. You've got about uh, two and a half tons or two tons almost of weight pushing you. But it's amazing how I can move 4,000 pounds of weight by just putting my foot on the accelerator. Now, if you're not careful, you get to thinking that you've got a pretty large and mighty foot. And that's what happens to you and I in our earthly journey. We begin to to look at what we are capable of doing instead of what he is able to do and we think it's all about us. And if I have enough faith, if I can just keep working and get, if I can just gather enough faith up, then God will surely do something great to me or for me or in my life and God will do mighty things. But the point that he was trying to get through to his disciples was, It doesn't matter if it's that much or that much. It's not the amount. It's where that faith is directed. It's where that faith is pointed. You see, when I put my foot on that accelerator, my foot is connecting with a power source that's not in me, but it is in in that motor and in the way it was constructed to put enough power in that engine to pull that 2,000, 4,000 pound weight behind me and move me down the highway. And so it is in your life and mine that are struggling today with wanting God to do something in your life, but you seem to never have enough faith. I've come to dispel that error today. You have enough faith All you need to do is just start exercising it and let it operate and let it work in your life and see what happens. You see, we have the same problem that David and Goliath and, or or David and and Israel had with Goliath. We, we are much like Israel in the fact that when we come up against a problem, that's all we see is our problem. And it's big, and it's ugly, and it's loud, and it's bragging, and all of the things that Goliaths do in our life, all of the things that they do to try to intimidate us. And when you look at Saul and all the camp of Israel, they were doing what so many of us do when we come up against an enemy or we come up against some giant of a problem in our life, we cower back in the shadows. We're not sufficient. We don't have the right armor. We don't have enough weapons. We don't have enough training. We don't know enough to fight a giant like that. And in comes to camp, this young boy just skipping in. He's just come from his father's field taking care of the sheep and he comes in and he he hears that He hears that voice bellowing out across the valley. Give me a man that we may fight together. And oh, they cowered down. The only difference between David and Saul's army was this simple fact that what Saul and his army saw was a giant. 
What David saw was a God who was bigger than his giant. And, and that perspective is what gave him the courage to reach in to a pouch after he had gone by a brook and pulled out one single stone and put it in that sling and wind it up. And I've heard all the stories about how he practiced in the field and he was a perfect marksman. I want to tell you how much I believe God. I believe God, if he had slung it and he went that way, God would have redirected it to get it right where. Because the power was not in the sling and the power was not in the stone. The power was in the one that he had confidence in. And he said, you come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hope. And he lets it fly. I've come to tell somebody here this morning, you need to get a new perspective over your problem and realize that there is no problem in your life that is too big for God and there is nothing that is too hard for God to work out in your life. And all he needs is just a little bit of faith. Amen. Not faith in faith, but faith in him. Amen. He's going to do it. He can do it. I don't know when he's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it. I just know he's going to do it. Because that's what God does. You see, there's some of you that are facing problems right now. And this entire week, you have been trying to figure out how to work it out. And if you do this, or you do that, or you do the other, that surely God would acknowledge your work and God would acknowledge your efforts and he'll bless your efforts and he'll bless your energy and God's looking at you and saying, hey, you got the whole picture wrong. You've got your eyes on the wrong thing. You're looking at what you've got and you're looking at what's against you but you've not looked at what is for you and what is for you is greater than what is against you and what God's tried to do for some of us this morning is live our eyes above the plane of our life that consumes us and makes us feel inadequate and let us see one who is high and lifted up one whose train fills the temple one who has won victory after victory battle after battle no sickness is too hard for him no problem is impossible with him no issue in your life is too great for God to handle hallelujah Oh, yeah, you need to get your eyes off of that little seed and start having confidence that that little seed has the power to work. It has the power to accomplish something because it's not in the seed. It's not in the seed. It's in the God for which that seed is planted. You see, you and I don't need more faith per se, although we do want to pray for that. But that's what the disciples were, that's what they were having a hard time with. They were saying, Lord, increase our faith. We don't have enough faith. And he was saying, yeah, you do. You just need to learn how to use what you've got. Because if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, 
It's enough. Everybody say it's enough. It's enough. You don't need more than that. That is sufficient for God to do great and wonderful things. That's sufficient for God to take down any devil. That's sufficient for God to take down any enemy. That is sufficient for God to heal any trouble in your life. Just that little bit of faith. The man who came to Jesus with the son who was tormented by devils. That's one of the most pitiful pictures you can see in scripture of the tormenting effects that the enemy has over the life of an individual. And that torment had driven this man to a place of desperation and he comes to the disciples thinking that they could do that. But evidently all the disciples saw were the problems that were facing them. And Jesus steps in and shows them how it ought to be done. He shows them how it should have been addressed. And he talks to this man. And, and, and the man said, Lord, I, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. You know what? Some people don't believe that God can work when unbelief is in your life. But evidently he can because he worked in this man's I'm just telling you that there's a humanity that we live in that sometimes struggles. But if you can ever push past your limitation and realize God is greater than your problem. And God is greater than your issues right now. And if you can get your eyes on Him and Him alone, that He can work it out. The question is never, is God able... The question is, will you let God be able? Will you allow God by accessing that power through your faith? So much of faith is centered around us and what we can do. And we struggle. We struggle with its weakness and we struggle with its smallness. And the Lord says to his disciples, don't worry about how weak it is. Don't worry about how small it is. Just, just put it in me. Just put it in me. Everybody put your, put, stick up your finger like that. You're going to get out here in a little while. And you're going to get in your vehicle. And that vehicle that you ride in weighs probably 2,000 pounds. You're going to be able to turn that vehicle with your finger. Because of a wonderful thing called power steering. Anybody ever driven something that didn't have power steering? Yeah. You're going to be able to turn that thing. And if you're not careful, you get to look at it and go, man. Man. I'm, I'm powerful. No, you're not powerful. You've just taken a weak part of your life and connected it to the power. And when you connect it to the power, then you become the recipients of of what that power is able to produce. And so it is for you and I that when we put our foot on that accelerator, the power's not in my foot. The power is in what that motor was designed to do. And when I extend my faith or when I turn my faith toward Him, it doesn't matter how small it is. What I am doing is connecting my life to a God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or think according to the power that worketh in us.
Some of you need to take that little bit of faith you got right now and throw it toward him. Cast it toward him. Give it to him. Extend it to him. Say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know when you're going to do it. But I know that you're able to do it. I, I know that you can break whatever hold that hell might have over my life. Amen. The question is never, will God? The question is, will you let God? Can he forgive my sin if I'll let him? And you know how I let him? By repenting. Yeah. By opening my mouth and confessing my sins and my failures before him, then I am allowing him access into my life. When I have a problem in my life and I need his help, it's not a matter of if God will. He said, I am willing. He not only said, I am willing, he said, I am able. I am able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. It's not a matter of whether or not God will or is he able. The question is, will you and I let him be God? Amen. Faith as small as a mustard seed. You see, the important issue is not the size of your faith, but the size of your God. And my God is able. Amen. It doesn't matter what kind of addictions I have in my life. It doesn't matter what what kind of problems that I have brought on to myself. It doesn't matter what issues I'm facing in my life. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. So here's what the Holy Ghost has sent me to tell some of you. You need to stop allowing the weakness of your faith to destroy you. Because God can take weak faith and make it work great things. God can take seed-like faith and make it produce great things. The weakness of faith is found in the focus that I put on the object of my faith. And if it's in me or if it's in my abilities, then it will never be sufficient. But when I put my faith in Him, when I turn that wheel that he has put before me, I can do it with the smallest member of my hand, my family, my arm. But when I begin to move, I access the power that is available within the realm of that source of power. Faith is not just about believing. It's about believing in the right thing. It's believing in the right one. Oh God, help us to understand tonight that it doesn't matter how weak we may be, you are forever strong. It doesn't matter how inadequate I may feel, God is sufficient. God is sufficient. Whatever your problem is right now, why don't you lift your eyes above that problem and get a glimpse of Him that sits upon the throne. Ah, yeah, He sits there today because He is the victor over death and hell and the grave. And He wants to share His victory with you and I. Amen. 
Israel failed and faltered before Goliath because they could only see the giant. David succeeded because he could only see God. The important issue is not how much you have. It's using what you have. Amen. Stand with me right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel like God's going to give somebody a breakthrough right now. Amen. Somebody, because it's not in me, it's not in the hand that will rest upon your head. It's not in whatever we might do, but the power is in Him. Amen. Don't be intimidated by your insufficiencies. Don't be intimidated by your inadequacies. God can take weak faith and produce great things. Amen. Now I know that's hard for some of you to believe because you've always had the opinion that, you know, if I have enough faith, God's going to do this. What a fallacy. What a false thinking. Enough How much is enough? According to Jesus, a mustard seed. If I had a mustard seed this morning from where you're at, you wouldn't even be able to see it. It would be infinitesimal. It would be so small, microscopic, you wouldn't even with your best glasses on couldn't see it. But it's not about how how big or small it is. It's about the potential that it has when it's connected to the right thing. Do you hear me? It's the potential that it has when it's connected to the right thing. I can have faith in you. That's limited. Because it's limited to what you're able to do. I can have faith in this building that it will not collapse. But my faith in this building is only as good as this Building wind load might be able to withstand. But when I put my faith in Him, (laughs) you, you see, He's already done the hardest things. Are you listening to me? He's already done the hardest things. He spoke and out of nothing came our world all of the stars all of the planets he spoke and out of nothing came fish and fowl and animals and trees and grass out of nothing he did all that And I bring my problem before him and I think this is too hard for God. I bring my issues to him and I think, God, I don't know if you can work this out or not. God must smile sometimes when he hears us pray. When he said, I wonder if they've ever read my book. I wonder if they've ever really read what I've already done. I've already done the hardest stuff. So whatever you bring to him today is not going to tax his energy because he's already done the hardest. And all that he's looking for is somebody that will take their 
microscopic, tiny, insignificant, embarrassing, intimidating little bit about a faith that you have and connect it to him. (laughs) Plug it into him and watch him help you do the impossible. Praise God. Do you have a problem that's too big for you to solve? Take that little bit of faith that you have and I want you to lift it up. I want you to connect it to him right now. Say, God, God, you're able. You're able. You're able. You're able. You're able to heal. You're able to deliver. You're able to break every yoke of bondage. You're able to take away every evil desire. You're able, Lord, to break every hold that the enemy might have over my life. You're able right now, Lord, to turn this thing around. You're able right now, God, to make things all work together for our good. You're able to take whatever is there, God, and make it turn to my good. Hallelujah. Come on. Connect it to Him. Connect it to Him. Connect it to Him. Connect it to Him. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. We'll see a miracle. Why? Not because of me. Not because of my amount of faith. But because of who I have that faith in. Hallelujah. You need a new perspective today of your problems. You need a new perspective today of life. Some of you are intimidated by what's before you right now. You need to lift up your head and declare, God, I believe you today. I believe you today. Hallelujah. tell you what we want to do right now we're going to close this service there's some of you today that really you need a supernatural miracle I don't mean just a headache or a toe ache I mean there's something you need an answer for in your life today and I believe God wants to give you that answer he wants to give you that direction I would invite you to come and stand here at the altar with me. If, you've got, if you're facing a problem, if you're facing a giant in your life that has intimidated you, that has, that has mocked you, that has ridiculed you, if you're facing a giant today that has overwhelmed your mind and troubled your spirit, <clears throat> I want you to come and just stand here. We're, we're going to just come together. If you've got a problem that's too big, that's too mighty, it's too too great, it's too large, I don't know what to do with it. Come on. Come on. Come on. God's going to do something wonderful here. Not because of us. Not because of what I'm saying. But because you're going to let your faith 
be connected to him. You said, oh, hallelujah. You said, 